Welcome to the Tuning In Podcast, where we talk alignment, intuition, and our internal guidance system. We cover woo-woo topics in an approachable and practical way. I'm your host, Dana Evans of Alignful.com. welcome to another episode of the Tuning In Podcast. This is episode 128. Today, I wanted to discuss the topic of, drumroll please, routines and habits and how we work them into our daily lives and how they show up, how we repeat them, and ultimately how we decide if they are actually the right ones for us. This is inspired by a question that I received actually during the emotional edit program. And I think it's such a good topic and worthy of discussing further. So do you have routines, right? Do you have practices that you do every day? I'll give you some of the examples of mine. So for example, the first like 30 minutes of my morning are pretty structured. So I get up. I immediately scrape my tongue. So I use a tongue scraper. I have been doing, this is like one of the most non-negotiable things in my entire life. (laughs) I, it doesn't matter if I travel, it doesn't matter. I always scrape my tongue. And if I don't do it one day, if I forget it, it's like the weirdest feeling. So that became a habit like seven years ago and I just never stopped. So I scrape my tongue Then I either do oil pulling or I just do a rinse and gargle with salt water. Then I drink my lemon water. Then I drink my athletic greens. Then I unload the dishwasher. (laughs) Then I brush the cat. And then she might need some extra support. If I'm feeling really in line with things, I'll go on an early morning walk. And then I come home and have my coffee. So that's a great way that I like starting my day. In the evening, I have some routines as well. I like to wash my face. I like to do some stretching or like shaking or unwinding a little bit. Sometimes I do my infrared or red light therapy for my face. I like to sit in bed and just contemplate the day. (laughs) And there's a lot of things that I'll add in and move out of my evening routine that definitely changes with the season and with my current energy levels. For example, right now I'm getting ready for bed at like seven, seven thirty maybe. And then I go into bed and I mostly just read and then I fall asleep because I get tired and I go to sleep. But in the summer, I wasn't reading at all in the evening and I was doing like a very complex evening wind down. So I was, yeah, I was doing stretching, shaking, uh, red light therapy, tapping, meditation, like all of these things. So my evening comes and goes. My morning, especially that first 30 minutes is very structured. So I had this question that came through that I want to address in today's episode. I've noticed that a lot of the practices that I do throughout the day are things that I feel I have to do in order to have a good day. What ends up happening is all the beautiful practices that I've cultivated for myself, I have a hard time engaging with and enjoying. I don't know whether to change my practices or quiet the mind. So this is such a good question. And have you ever felt this way? Have you ever felt that you start to get, the mind starts to get attached to what you're doing, right? And so there's this fine line between 
doing something from your inner guidance, something that you know is a balance between it's your inner guidance, you're guided to do it, it feels good, it lights you up, you enjoy it. And the mind being like, this is good for me, this is healthy, and then the mind getting overly attached and almost fearful as it relates to that practice. I have definitely been here. And a while ago, I was there, and it actually is what led me to do what I do now, which is basically do an edit and a review of my practices and change them up when necessary. Because when the mind gets really attached to something and tips over to the point where it's afraid to not do it, then we're no longer doing something in alignment and out of joy. We're doing it out of fear for what might happen if we don't do it. For example, say you were enjoying working out every day and then the mind suddenly starts to think, oh my God, we work out every day. And if you skip a day, the mind like freaks out and you feel guilty. You feel like you're going to gain weight or you get so rigid, for example, that even on vacation, you're not willing to skip a workout, right? Like you're not willing to go with the flow because your mind is so attached to a certain routine. The same can be for meditation, for tapping, you know, like my little morning routine. I love it. And if the mind gets really obsessed with it, that's usually when I take a break from it to reset. So just take note of what are the routines that you have on a day-to-day basis and is there fear and attachment associated with any of them? And if there is, just be honest with yourself. There's nothing wrong or bad about that, but it's important to notice as this person did so that you can evaluate it. What I find is this time of year in particular, this winter season, this darkening, right, this quieting time of year is a good time to actually evaluate how you operate. One, for the winter, right, like for here, winter officially starts on the 21st, I believe, of December with that solstice. And each season is a good opportunity to shift your routines. I definitely have different routines in different seasons. I'm sure you do too. And this is an opportunity to actually be intentional about shifting your routines. So this is just a really simple idea, but can you do a little inventory of your practices? Like what are the rituals, routines, practices that you do every day? Like maybe you have a morning routine, Maybe you have a workout routine, maybe you have an evening routine, and just take note of all of them. And then go through those and notice as you read each one, like which ones does your mind look at and say like, this absolutely, we can't not do this. And then notice why. Okay, mind, like I understand, I hear you. This is something that you feel like we have to do. We have to do it because... Okay, so maybe it's something like brushing your teeth and the mind's like, well, yeah, we have to brush our teeth because we don't want to get cavities or we don't like our breath to smell. (laughs) Like that seems pretty logical. It doesn't mean you can't play with like not brushing your teeth one morning, but like that's probably something you want to stick to, right? (laughs) But say, for example, like the easy example that I used before is I have to work out or what? Or I'll gain weight or I'll lose progress, 
or I will have a bad day if I don't work out. Like just start to notice what the reasons are from your mind, what its fears are if you don't do the thing. And just do a little inventory of all your practices. You can write it down or you can just kind of think about it in your head. And you also might notice that the mind isn't super attached. So I used to be really attached to lemon water in the morning and I'm actually not anymore. I still continue to drink it mostly out of habit, but if I skip it or on the weekends, I usually don't have it on the weekends, my mind doesn't like have a story about that, right? It mostly just is thirsty in the morning and it enjoys the taste of lemon water. I used to do it for more like health reasons. And now it's just like, ah, this is something I like to do. Sometimes I add honey and ginger to it and make it more of a tea. Sometimes I add grapefruit juice to it. Sometimes I just drink a cup of water. Sometimes I do salt water. But there's not like a mind story around it anymore. So do that little inventory. Then this is the craziest part. What if, this is the question, what if you give yourself a week of no routines. I love doing this for the minds. Whenever I do inner voice work with clients and the inner voice wants something that the mind is afraid to do, we always do it in the form of an experiment. So we try it out, right? We play with it. We see what happens if we do it for a set period of time knowing you can always go back to the old way. So give yourself a time frame. Maybe it's a week, maybe it's 10 days, maybe it's the rest of the month, whatever feels good, maybe it's two days. And just say, what if I released the routines that I'm most attached to? Notice how the mind reacts even as I say that. And then do it. (laughs) Give yourself a free pass. Give yourself the chance to let go. I had this vision I shared a little bit about it on last week's episode with my inner voice. I just had this vision of like unloading, right? Like taking away all of the things and creating space to just come back to myself. And our routines are wonderful, right? Like I love having routines. They're efficient. They create healthy habits. They create success in our businesses. You know, they maintain our lives. Like it's a really wonderful thing. And I think it's important to release them from time to time and see how you operate without them. Because what that does is one, it can give you more gratitude and appreciation and perspective on that particular habit or routine, right? For example, I played with not unloading the dishwasher in the morning. That's my morning task. And I was like, I'm just not going to do this. Like maybe I'll unload it midday. Like maybe I'll unload it at 10 a.m. But I'm sick of unloading the dishwasher first thing in the morning. I really was for a while. And I thought, you know, what harm? So I stopped for a couple of weeks. And let me tell you, (laughs) I really appreciated like the time I saved, the time I got back because I was like, well, maybe I'd rather meditate or maybe I'd rather read my book. Like I feel like it was taking up time and attention in the mornings that I wanted for myself. So I gave that to myself. But the mind wasn't exactly happy about it, to be clear. The mind's like, no, we have to do this. We have to do this. I was like, I'm sick of it. Well, what I realized was I actually really am glad that I unload the dishwasher in the morning. When I didn't, without fail, I didn't end up getting around to it. 
And then the dishes would pile up in the sink. And then it would be, I would get to the time where I need to make dinner. And I'd be so frustrated because the kitchen was a mess. The dishes were in the sink. The dishwasher needed to be unloaded. And it was like so much more work than when I just unload the dishwasher in the morning. So I brought that habit back. But there's been other habits like my daily morning meditation that I released and didn't bring back in full force. So I was very regimented and strict about meditation for a long time. And notice the words regimented and strict. I released that and realized that I do still enjoy meditation, but I don't necessarily want to do it every morning. For example, this morning I got up and I didn't really feel like it. And I wanted to get into other things. I went on a walk. I did some organizing and then I recorded a podcast. I didn't feel like meditating. Yesterday, I woke up and really wanted to meditate and I had like this whole amazing meditative experience and it was so powerful. So now I play with meditation of I do it when I feel called to do it in the morning. I don't have to do it every day. And actually, what happened in the summer is I didn't meditate in the morning at all. I was waking up at like 7.30 and the sun was up and I just kind of wanted to get going with my day versus in the winter, I tend to wake up at like 5 or 5.30. I have a lot more time in the morning. But in the summer, I found that I really enjoy doing a meditation in bed at night and falling asleep to it. So just note, like you can take something away and get perspective on what that actually looks like. And this goes for working out. I have a whole blog post that I wrote years ago. I was a yoga teacher for I don't know how long, five years or something. And part of being a teacher at the studio is we're required to practice two or three times a week. I think it was three. So for years, I did yoga minimum three times a week. (laughs) Well, guess what? When I stopped teaching, I also stopped practicing. And it was so stressful. I felt so guilty. I was so afraid I would lose all of my skills, right? Like I was a very adept yoga practitioner. But I had declared to myself, I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like going. I don't have to anymore. And I am not going to practice until I feel inspired and excited to. And can you even imagine all the mind stories around that? It was so stressful. But I really wanted to feel inspired to move and not required. And it was months. I think it was three months before I took a class. And I didn't do any exercise. I walked. That's always my default. My body likes to move, so I was like walking. And then when I felt like taking a class again, I remember the day I woke up. I was like, oh my God, I want to go to class. I remember whose class I went to. And I went in there and I cried when I got on the mat because my body was so happy to be there. But it was by choice, not obligation, not guilt, not force, not fear. And it was fine. And now my relationship to exercise is very different. Like it's continued to evolve. Like lately I've been into resistance bands and more weights. And I often do a little stretching or like rolling around on the floor before bed. I do lots of walking and I jump on my trampoline, my mini trampoline. But I don't have like a super intense exercise practice, though now I'm doing the weights, which is feeling really fun and exciting. And I'm like loving going down there at the end of the day. I can't even believe I'm saying this. I like to go down into our home gym, like our garage, (laughs) and like exercise, like do a little weight routine. And it's amazing. So 
that may have not have happened if I didn't allow myself to take the break from yoga because I was really identified with yoga and what it meant about me and I was really good at it and I didn't want to release it. And another thing I'm doing now is horseback riding and that's like a serious workout. <laughs> I had no idea. So again, I'm telling you all of these stories because I've played with this a lot. I'm someone who can get really fixated on rules and routines. And so it's really been so powerful and helpful for me to release them so I don't get so attached. And then that makes space for new things. So for example, if you give yourself a week off of your regular routines, notice what you're naturally called to do. Maybe you wake up in the mornings and you're called to just sit and read for a half an hour by yourself, right? Maybe you feel like going on a walk first thing in the morning and usually you do it at lunchtime. Maybe you feel like sleeping in, right? Like maybe your body just wants extra rest right now. Give yourself space to find out. There's no right way to routine your day. And as you shift into a new season, Ask yourself, what feels nourishing and supportive right now? Not because I feel like I should, not because I feel like it's good or healthy or I'll be a better person for it, but what feels nourishing and supportive right now? You have a toolbox. I'm sure you are so set and filled up with all of the supportive, healthy tools and practices that you could need. If you need more ideas, ask me. I have so many. And those might not show up because there might not be space for them with your current routine, right? And just like if you use the same shampoo over and over and you never change your shampoo, like your hair gets used to it. Just like if you only do the same workout and the same amount of weight, like your body gets used to it and you stop growing, the same can be true with your routines. Try on something new. Release, like do the no shampoo method. You know what I mean? Release that and let your hair find its own natural balance and find the next right product. Whenever I change my shampoo, like the first few weeks of using that new shampoo, my hair is like amazing. It's bouncy. It's shiny. Same with my skincare routine. Like whenever I change up my products, like my skin's like, hooray, something different, right? When you do a new workout routine or you add more weights, right? It's harder at first. Like the muscles are like, whoa, we're sore, but it's so gratifying because you know you're continuing to grow and expand. And that's the same with our regular day-to-day routines. So what would it look like to inventory your routines, inventory your habits, what you're doing on a daily basis, and then do a check-in? Release all of them for a week. Or you can do it in phases, right? Like release a couple for this week and then the next week release a couple more. And then see what you're naturally called to do and what feels like the most nourishing and supportive way for you to live your day. Huh, that's kind of fun, right? I know that can be stressful for the mind, but what if you trusted yourself enough to know that you can always come back to what works? And I just want to end on this note. Another person had mentioned in the emotional edit that they felt like one day they watched TV all day on the couch. And she's like, that can't possibly be okay. 
I can't just do that all day, every day. And my response to her was twofold. One was, what if you did? (laughs) What if you allowed yourself to do that? Whatever the thing is, right? For as long as it felt good. Because it's not going to feel good forever. But maybe what you need right now most is some reprieve and some rest. This is like unpopular advice. (laughs) But from talking to so many inner voices and listening to people's inner alignment, this has come through over and over again, is it's okay to just veg and to be quote unquote lazy and to do nothing. And sometimes that's exactly what your body needs so it can recalibrate, so it can get its energy back. But we have to truly step back and allow for that before we can emerge with the energy again. That was the whole basis of the sloth experiment that I did and a lot of the basis for my insight one-to-one three-month coaching program. But the other part that I mentioned to her was, did it feel good the whole time? And if not, was there a moment in which you knew you've reached like the critical threshold, like you've reached the peak goodness feeling and things are starting to go downhill. And she's like, oh my gosh, I know the exact moment. And so for us, as we tune in and pay close attention, everything is allowed and okay, but can you be perceptive and attuned enough to notice when it shifts from bringing you joy and supporting you to dragging you down? right? Because the mind, again, in its attachment, it can go from something like, oh, you feel called to watch a few episodes of your favorite show and you like watch it. And then the mind can get attached and be like, we don't want to stop, right? The binge watching. We don't want to stop. But the mind then is overriding the natural desire to stop that your inner voice will give you. Isn't that cool? I think that's so cool. I noticed this a lot. And if this happened last week to me, I had like a movie day and I knew the point where I needed, it was like I was done. And what I needed to do was get up, change things up, go on a walk, like take a shower, pick up the house, something like that. But I didn't. (laughs) And then I spent all this energy looking for another movie. None of them felt right. And then I watched one that I didn't like. And then I started spiraling and I was like, oh my God, you're so lazy. You're not doing anything right. And like, it was this downward spiral and the evening didn't end well. Whereas I know that had I stopped at that last movie or before the last movie and listened to that inner guidance, I would have felt so satisfied and and complete with the day. So just notice, play with it, let your body guide you and release some of the rigidity around what you're supposed to do in terms of like your healthy schedule and routine. Obviously, if there's certain medical things, right, that are part of your livelihood, please don't release those (laughs) or talk to your doctor about that. But you know what I mean, just your everyday habits and routines that can go from, as this person said, really supportive, beautiful practices to something that feels forced and rigid and fearful, right? Or they just become a rut and they don't serve you the way they used to. What would it look like to release them and to invite something new? And to allow yourself to shift up your daily routine with the season. The winter is a very different time of year than the summer. And what you have energy for and what you need most might drastically change. So tune into that. Allow it. And I would love to hear 
how that supports you. I'm going to put again in the show notes, if you have any comments, any questions, any shares that you would like to address, please let me know. There's a form that we can connect and stay in touch. I would love, 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 love to hear from you. Also, I never talk about this, but if you are listening in iTunes, you can rate and review my podcast, which apparently is super supportive. So I have a few reviews. I have 14 reviews, which is amazing. Most of them are older. So if you enjoy this podcast, you're welcome to share it, to put a review. I would so freaking love and appreciate that. And I appreciate you. So enjoy your new routines. Enjoy your routineless week if you choose to do that. And definitely let me know how it goes. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Tuning In Podcast. As always, if this would resonate with anyone you know, please share the episode. You can follow along with my journey on Instagram at Dana underscore Evans or find me on my website at alignful.com.